All right, I didn't like the vibe of our first entrance, so I stopped it and we're starting again. So do you want to start again with a better vibe than what you came with the first time around? Well, it's really hard because of what you just made me watch. This is part of your your role now is to be an objective uh, viewer of SEC games for all 14 teams. We can't be, we all can't be Charles Barkley. <laughs> Listen, Ben just made me watch the 15-minute recap of the Georgia-South Carolina game from 2019. Because it is South Carolina night. We are embracing our inner chicken. And I'm glad you said chicken and not the other Well, you know. It's <laughs> sometimes called. Yeah, you know, I, I thought I'd keep it clean, at least this early. Uh, yeah, it's South Carolina week. Scar week, as I like to call it. Yeah, yes. S-C-A-R, scar. That's right. <laughs> Well, okay, so, so while I get in a better mood, because you put me in a bad mood by making me watch that, what what are your thoughts about South Carolina? It Growing up in rural Kentucky, it was redneck Georgia. Oh, You okay. know, I thought Georgia was like the country club team, like mm-hmm. kind of soft, kind of like Texas. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt they were very country club. And I felt like South Carolina was like redneck Georgia. Okay. How do how do you feel about that assessment? I mean, I think it's kind of fair. Is it is it kind of fair? It might be kind of fair. Is it kind of fair? Is it kind of fair? I you know I I think South Carolina is a lovely place. Yes, I think it's a lovely place, and uh, it's a nice state. Uh, It's had a checkered past, Mm -hmm. but haven't we all? Right. At at some point, in the SEC especially. Yes, they really don't win anything. In the SEC, mm-hmm. except in women's basketball. Well, they're really good in really? women's basketball. Yes. I didn't know that. Well, there you go. We learn things every day. That's right. <laughs> I love that. All right. So we're talking football, though. Yes, we are. So what about South Carolina football? Last 10 years. What do you, like, when you, if, like, before you started this, like, kind of looking back at the details of the last 10 years, um... I don't know, like, what's the taste in your mouth? Well, as a Kentucky fan, yeah. if you don't beat South Carolina, you're having a bad season. So it's kind of like a marker. It's a bellwether game. You know, you got to, that's a funny word, isn't it? It is, it's a fun word. You've got to beat South Carolina. They're just, like, you got to be above the pecking order. Yeah. In the pecking order, you got to be above them, right? So, like, they're really a good team to kind of judge. Now, it's it's really interesting looking back i did not realize that south carolina was as good as they as long as they were at the beginning of the decade i know i was surprised about that too they were all sorts of wins and um so that was kind of but that was a a period again of my access and my perspective kentucky was awful so it was Mm. like you there was no question we weren't beating anybody uh and it's kind of flipped uh so as carolina has gone down we've kind of headed up but that's a another so that's kind of my perspective towards South Carolina. You as a Georgia fan, it's it's your favorite game on the schedule. Listen, I when I think about South Carolina, I'm always like, ugh, that game. And I was like, why do I feel that way? Like, I don't really know why I feel that way. And then I looked back at the details of the last 10 years, and I was like, oh, yeah, now I remember. There's not a lot of joy there. No, and they're all really random, and they're all really stupid losses. And that's, I think, for Georgia – for the first part of the decade, we'll do Georgia here in a couple of weeks. Um, it's again, it's a bellwether. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not above South Carolina, that you're not where you're supposed so to. So you be. feel like they're kind of like middle of the track for SEC. Or yeah, I think you, so. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I think they they are below the middle right now, mm-hmm. and we'll see. I think they'll they won't stay that way. Historically, this is not a very successful program. Okay. They they if you look back through their history, there's not a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they used to be in the ACC back mm-hmm. in the day, but they spent a large time period as an independent mm-hmm. through like the some of the 70s and the 80s. Which I had no idea. I didn't know they were doing that. I thought they were in the ACC the whole time, but they were independent with Notre Dame. Hmm. Um, and which I always kind of teams. feel like is like kind of snooty to be independent. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like, like, we don't need you conferences. Right. Like we're going to do our own thing. Yeah. So, well, they did their own thing, but they joined the SEC in 1992 and were pretty terrible for, for the whole period of the nineties. There was a season. I remember they went winless, but then they hired, speaking of Notre Dame, they hired, Sweet Lou Holtz. Lou. Yeah, Sweet Lou. Is Lou dead or alive? 
What do you think right now? Guess. Dead or alive? What does your gut say? I think he's still alive. He is. You know this for sure? Yes, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a, he's a big Trump guy. Ah, okay. Yeah, good for him. You do you, Lou. Yeah, that's right. Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou. But, uh, yeah. That's, he, he. That's my first memory of South Carolina is Lou Holtz. Yeah, and he he built that program into a respectable mm-hmm. SEC East. They weren't doing anything crazy. Mm-hmm. They weren't winning the East in the early 2000s, but they were they were great. And I don't know if you checked out, this is outside of our decade. Of course, they play Clemson every year. Um did you, they got into the, a brawl one year against Clemson, like their players, okay. uh, I think 2003, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty wild. I mean, I think that Clemson-South Carolina game is pretty hot. Yeah. You and know, and you'll, we'll see that, at least I'll talk about that in the yeah. last decade. And that's one thing, like at the beginning of the decade, South Carolina crushed Clemson like five, six games in a row. Yes. And now the idea of South Carolina beating Clemson is absolutely laughable. Right. Um, I can't even imagine it. However, South Carolina beating Georgia seems utterly predictable. So (laughs) away we go. And that's the difference between Clemson and Alabama and Georgia. So you had, you had, um, Lou Holtz. Of course, Lou got old and retired, yeah. went to ESPN. Retired and, again, because he came out of retirement right. to coach South Carolina, which I always kind of wondered why he did that. I feel like, I think what I always heard was that you, if you were the coach, head coach of South Carolina, you got like a free membership to like the golf, premier golf establishments like in Hilton Head and um, where's Augusta yeah. where the Masters is right and so like I think it was always the joke that that's like why Spurrier and Holtz were there just so they could like golf I mean what that's like brilliant though <laughs> I mean think about it the, the South Carolina fans are not expecting national championships mm-hmm. except for those of you out there that are listening that do you are crazy okay get over yourself um, but I guess well no never mind um <laughs> Just like yeah, be like your retirement school. So like, I mean, it, who's to it say like been. who's to say like Nick Saban's not going to oh, like geez, move? I do not like that. Move to to South Carolina for like eight years in his eighties and coach, and he's going to look younger. I mean, that's what Nick Saban does. I mean, who's okay. to say that's not going to happen? Oh, I hope not. I mean, what a fun game! So that would Lou be. was there from ninety nine to 04, right? And then Spurrier, Steve Spurrier came from 05 to twenty fifteen. So okay, for so 10 like years. So like, who is Steve Spurrier? So Steve Steve Spurrier um, played and coached for i think 10 11 years right. at florida right um and that was like his team now while he was at while he played at florida i will say since we're probably not going to get into spurrier when we talk about florida because that was before that was the, last the stone age yeah uh, my my the taste in my mouth about spurrier is not is that not a good phrase to use well, you said it, so <laughs> yeah. you just have to um, run with it now. Yeah, um, is not is that he hates Georgia. So, like, so the story is is that when he was a player, they like beat them, and it was like his worst loss that while he was there. And so, when he was a coach at Florida, he was like, "We will never let Georgia beat us." And they were really good against Georgia when yeah. he was there. And the same thing happened for South Carolina. I love one of the things about Spurrier that I will add throughout the episode are some of his quotes. And this is, uh, I think Steve Spurrier, I, I think Lee Corso should have hung it up on College Game Day like yeah. five years ago because Lee, God bless him. But I think Steve Spurrier would be like, you put him right in there and he's like, perfect. Gosh, can't, well, would, they should do be, that this season. Well, Spurrier is almost as old as Corso is now. No. How, how old do you think Steve Spurrier is? 76. Okay, well, I don't have it pulled up, so it's not that. How dramatic. old is Lee Corso? I think he's he's like, like hundred and two. No, I think he's like eight, mid to late eighties. How do you? How old do you think Steve Spurrier is? I think he's seventy six. You got it exactly right. You know what? I Look can gauge old men' ages. Did you know really that well. Steve Spurrier was born like ten days before Hitler died? Okay, thank you. That's your fun fact thank for today. You. The um, world could not handle both Spurrier and Hitler. Gosh. Well, they did for like 10 days. Yes. Um, okay, so Spurrier one time said about having Georgia on the schedule every really early in the season, which traditionally South Carolina would play mm-hmm. Georgia early. I don't know if that's the case much anymore. But 
Uh, he said, I sort of always liked playing them that second game because you could always count on them having two or three pl- key players suspended. Which was true. It was true. And then he also said, like, on Georgia winning every offseason, why is it that during recruiting season they sign all the great players, but when it comes time to play the game, we have we have all the great players? I don't understand that. What happens to them? I just love him. I have to read some more of his quotes. He talked about, so Florida State had a a shoe scandal in like the early 90s, early mid 90s, about like how their players got shoes, impermissible benefits oh, back okay. then. You know, yeah. I remember back in the day when college players couldn't get gifts like right, that. Right, right. Uh, so he says about Florida State's football locker scandal. <laughs> well, you know what FSU stands for, don't you? Free Shoes University. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Uh, let's see. He also said there was a fire at Auburn's football dorm that burned 20 books. Mm-hmm. And he said the real tragedy was that 15 hadn't been colored yet. <laughs> He's got jokes. You feel that way about Auburn, though, don't you? Yeah, see, I'll laugh at these. I'll uh, laugh at the George And ones. then his big thing was uh, while Florida, Tennessee, was well, Florida, Tennessee in the 90s, of course, was really good. Uh, but Tennessee consistently would be second to Florida in the East right. uh, until 98 when Tennessee won it all. But he, he would say on Tennessee's bowl prospects, after not being able to beat Florida. You can't spell citrus without UT. <laughs> Referring to, of course, citrus bowls for the like second place at CCSD. Right, right. uh, and uh, on Peyton Manning's goals at the collegiate level. I know why Peyton came back for his senior year. He wanted to be a three-time star of the citrus bowl. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's he, awesome. And as, a, and as a kid, you know, Florida would beat Kentucky by like 80 points every year. And uh, he said in one po- post-game press conference, he said, well, I can say this for Kentucky. They got a good punter. <laughs> That's all you saw. That's all, all you had. So, yeah, so uh, Spurrier is like, he's one of those top, like I would say top three SEC coaches. Oh, for you sure. You know, if yeah. I'm going to think of like legendary SEC coaches, and let's talk in the modern era in the last like 20, 30 years, yeah. you're going to have to put Steve Spurrier up there. Not just because he's really good at what he does, and he was at two programs but also because of his character you know like like ben was sharing like he he was not a a, a quiet meek coach the old ball coach old ball coach that's right call him, so. Uh, so who do you got in the top three you got saving you got spurrier who else you got oh you know i don't know give me some time to think about it do you have a okay i'm giving you three seconds one two oh three who do you got oh just pick one real quick uh, uh well this is captivating <laughs> captivating Mark Rick. Mark Rick. Mark <laughs> Rick. I was trying to think of another one that's been at two schools successfully. And I don't know if I, in the last 20 Will years. Will Muschamp. Successfully, though. Speaking of, we you have know? So, like who, like, who else has been at two schools successfully besides Nick Saban and uh, Steve Spurrier? Mm-hmm. Two SEC schools. Derek Dooley. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any coach that has actually has done that to where they've been at two SEC schools. Lane Kiffin. Yeah, but we don't know yet. That's I honestly was thinking about Lane Kiffin, and I was like, we'll he's not see. Gonna be third. Well, maybe. Well, maybe one day, but not now. No, not right now. Yeah. But like, I think the jury's still out. You probably was he that successful at UT. You'd probably have to put Urban Meyer. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they were. Sure, sure, sure. They did some good things. All right, so South Carolina at the beginning of the decade with Steve Spurrier. Oh, were they pretty good? They were. I was surprised though. 2010, like they go nine and five. They beat Alabama, mm-hmm. who's number one in the country. We shouldn't like overlook that because they are, I believe, the last team from the East to beat Alabama. This is now 11 years ago. So like that's a big deal. That's a crazy statistic to me. And it's South Carolina, which also as a George fan kind of pisses me off. Who was South Carolina's quarterback that game? Do you remember the name? Was it Steven Garcia? Steven Garcia. Yep. I think played at South Carolina for 20 years. Yes, um, I know. But no, they they win that. And then they, they somehow, um, you know, they beat Alabama as number one. Then they lose the next week to Kentucky, by the way. That's right. They lose to Auburn, Kentucky, and Arkansas yeah, that so, year. So. And they lose... Um, they they lose three games, and that they, they still go to the SEC championship, mm-hmm. uh, where they play Cam Newton. They lose by like a million, but right. I, I think that's so. The the record's a little deceiving because they're going to lose their bowl game and they're going to end nine and five. But still nine and three, you don't see like and all three losses were in conference. You don't see a three loss di- conference division 
title like that doesn't really happen mm-hmm. too much and what was surprising to me is we're going to look at here they go to the sec title game at, at nine and three they go ten and two the next three years and they don't get to the title game any of those years i know I think it's just such a that's crazy it is well i think that you know that 2010 season you have like it's it's all about the east right so like 2010 you have well well, the East was bad. The East was bad. And then yeah. you have like a dominating Auburn, you yeah. know, so like that's how they got there. But then I think we've talked enough through these primers that the next three seasons, it was a, you know, a, Missouri ended up coming, you know. Well, in 13. And, but you had 11. I thought they had 12. I thought they were there at 12. Yeah, but they didn't, they didn't win the East their first year. 11 and 12, right. Georgia won the East both years. Right. Um, and, and they... They beat Georgia in in 2012, and that was one of the bigger games for South Carolina uh, when they were ranked, uh, I believe, number six, and Georgia was number five. Yep. And game day hosted that yep. uh, in Columbia. And how'd that game go for Georgia? It did not go well. 35-7. to seven. Ooh, that's going to sting. That's one of those I vividly remember. I do remember that game. Gosh. Um, so yeah, so like the next, like Ben said, the next three years, 2011, 2012, 2013, they have 11 and two, 11 and three seasons. Um, and Steven Garcia, he's out after 2010, but you know, they have like these names that they have during these, um, Spurrier years. Good talent. Alshon Jeffrey, Marcus Lattimore, Connor Shaw, like these are all Jadavion Clowney, right. right? Like these are all. I think they're actually a lot of them are doing really well in the NFL. Well, right they had now. good careers. I mean, they're getting old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're but being... I think, oh, I think it's Lattimore that is actually on staff right now. Yeah, Lattimore is really sad because he was oh. the, he was the most dominant running back yeah. in the conference for like two or three years, yeah. and he tore his ACL either early into his rookie season or maybe even before the season began and and never recovered. Yeah. And he never really had to have a pro career, which was really sad. Clowney, of course, you remember the play. No. 2012 bowl game against Michigan. Do you remember mm-hmm. the hit? No. Oh, you don't know the hit. I mean, I probably would remember. Where he hit the guy in the backfield and his helmet flew off and he fumbled. Oh, you know it. You know okay, it. I'm sure I do. We'll watch it later. Sure. We'll Why didn't more. you show me that play instead of that stupid Georgia 2019 well, game? Well, I'm sorry. I thought you would know that. <sighs> I'm sure I would know it if I saw it. I just yeah, don't have South Carolina's key plays locked and loaded that's in like, my brain. That's like iconic college football play from the last 10 years. All right, years. well, that's why we're here is to learn these things, You're right? You're in a bad it's mood, a, aren't you? It's talking about like. South Carolina. And it's like, she's going to really... I just don't like when you're like, you should know that. Well, I would, I probably do. Well, what should I know that I don't? A lot. A lot. <laughs> don't let's, we don't have a podcast big enough. All right, so... <laughs> 20, 2012, what do I have? I looked at twenty at 2011 schedule, and I don't know if you have that one. It really wasn't that tough of a schedule. Yeah. You know, they lost to Auburn and Arkansas, but, like, nobody really – they didn't really lose, beat any ranked – I think they beat one ranked team. They beat Georgia in Athens. Right, and they were probably ranked. But So I think that was the only ranked team they beat. Yeah. You know, and I was like, okay. Well, like, this is – and this oh, is before – like Dabo Clemson, Dabo's, right. Dabo's there. So these but. are the years that they're beating Clemson and Spurrier beat Clemson five times in a row, I think. Yeah. Right? And that, that was right. a big deal. Yeah. That was a big deal. I think that is how he got his, there's like a, oh man, I wish I remember what it was called, but it was like Palmetto King. That's not what it's called, but it's like honorary, like, um, you know, Prince of the Palmetto. Prince honor of the Palmetto. That, well, if that doesn't exist, it does now because that, that has a, a great ring to it. Doesn't it? Yeah. Um, that the governor gives and like Spurrier got it. And I think it's because of that. Okay. Um, so 2012, they they lose to a number nine LSU, number three Florida, and then they go to the Outback Bowl, which that with that classic hit that we all know. What hit? In that Michigan game that Clowney did. What hit? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I must not know. You must not know. You don't know. See, I sat there in my humility and admitted that oh, I don't shut know. It. <laughs> shut it. Okay, so this is this is so Connor Shaw's here, which is the quarterback, right? Um, and then going on to 2013, 11 and three season, they lose to Georgia finally, um, and Tennessee weirdly. Another. Yeah, and that game that was the uh, that was the big one because they they beat they actually beat Missouri and Columbia the Columbia Missouri yes. 
and, and Missouri, they're number five. Right. And that was a big upset and, and it put uh it put the Gamecocks in position to win the East. And then they lost to Tennessee uh in Knoxville and that cost them the division. So again, mm-hmm. you've you've gone three years and I don't know like I don't know the dynamic of this if this was something that was certainly not building pressure on Spurrier, but it, it South Carolina fans have a little bad taste in their mouth that they go over three years, they go 33 and six. I mean, that's like, during that span, three-year span, there's probably only two or three teams across the country that have had a better record than that, and yet they don't even play in their conference championship. And it's not like they're in the West or in the East, which is the inferior division for the last Mm -hmm. 15 years, at least since uh, uh, Tebow and Urban Meyer were down in Gainesville. So I think it's a bit disappointing. Well, you know, I read an article about, like, you know, they're going to expand the playoff. And, like, if they had expanded the playoff in the last 10 years, who that would have benefited? And South Carolina's name came up, right. you know, in these years, that they really would have benefited from that. Yes, I mean, yes, for sure. I don't I don't think they get into a 14 playoff those three years. The four, the That doesn't come around until 2014. But if there had been a 12-team playoff, they for sure are in there. Right, right. So they, they also beat a number six Clemson. So Clemson's kind of coming up. Clemson's coming. Right? And then, yeah. then number 19, Wisconsin in the bowl. Um, and then 2014. So tell me about what you have for 2014. Well, the season starts with a, a very significant game. It's yes. a home game against Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. And that is the first ever game on the SEC Network. Oh, nice. It's on a Thursday night, and if, if you're the SEC Network, why don't you start with a more iconic SEC matchup than South Carolina versus Texas A&M? Classic. I mean, what would we call that? Like, let's let's you know, I like the coming up with these yes. names. So, South Carolina, Texas A&M. It's called the Pole Bowl. The Pole Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you, you think like North and South Pole on opposite sides. Oh. It's the Pole Bowl. Okay. You're impressed I came up with that so quickly, didn't it? No, you? I think Pole Bowl is a uh, is tough on the mouth. Well, I don't know. I'm going to go with it. The pole bowl. Okay, and, well. and that's what happened in Columbia. And it didn't go well. Uh, they get stomped. Right, and right. Uh, uh, Manziel's gone. That's uh, post-Manziel, Texas A&M. I mean, like, stomped. Like, 28-52, they lose that game. Yeah. And and they and South Carolina came in that season ranked number nine. Texas yeah. A&M is 21. I have that down as a really key game as well. Because what happens after this, you'll kind of see. They go on to, to beat stupidly a number six georgia gosh uh where's that game at in columbia gosh and but then they go on to lose to missouri and kentucky and tennessee and a number five auburn and they lose to clemson and that's the the first win for uh for clemson uh, that's that snaps that winning streak, right? And, and it, that's called the Palmetto Bowl. Oh, there you go. Better than the Pole Bowl. Yes. Um, seven and five record. They lose the bowl game. I no no no. They go six and six and then win the bowl game. Mm-hmm. And it was said that Spurrier after six and six season. Remember, you go thirty three and six over mm-hmm. the course of three years. Now you lose six games in a year. And Spurrier's like, I'm old. I want to play more golf. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not getting to play enough, even though I've got this pretty sweet setup. Uh, and he really considers retirement in that 2014 season. Right. Well, I think you know, like his whole time there, he always he was he was known to say, like, I'm not going to coach a mid range team. If I'm here, I'm coaching right. a pre- premier team. So you got this seven and six season at the end, and he's like, should I retire? But then I can't. Re- there was a reason why he didn't. Well, they won the bowl game. Yeah. I think they beat Miami, and I think there was a sense of. It's we kind of a this. reinvigoration, mm-hmm. and I can get it back. And I'm going to argue that it would have been better for South Carolina, I think, going forward, if Spurrier had retired then. I agree. Because I almost kind of feel like it's a little selfish what he did. A little bit. And I think that if you're South Carolina, if he retires, you've gone 6-6, six and 7-6, six, and six, which is obviously a bad season. But you're only one year removed from three straight 11-win seasons. Mm-hmm. I think at that point you can sell yourself to a lot of good coaches mm-hmm. across the country and really say, hey, look what we got here. We're like consistently one of the two best teams in the East. Uh, we're in an area of the country where we can recruit uh, talent. We go to Georgia. We can South Carolina's got a lot of talent. We go to Florida and really get some good players. Um, but he comes back mm-hmm. 2015. And the wheels come off. Yeah, so they um, start off the that see that season. They actually beat North Carolina barely, 
Kelly um, in the Battle of the Carolinas. Oh, I, I think we can do better. I know. I do, too. Battle of the Car- I think it's kind of cool. Um, and then, then they go on to lose to... Well, it's probably Kentucky. It is. They go on to lose <laughs> to Kentucky 22 to 26, lose to Georgia and Athens again, finally. Um, and they beat U- UCF, go to Columbia, beat Missouri, and Spurrier says, that's it. I'm done. So he he calls it after a win? Oh, wait. No, no, no. Sorry. Well, no, they lose to Missouri. Yeah. They lose to LSU. It's after the LSU loss. Right. I apologize. And, and the LSU loss actually was supposed to be in in. Columbia and the game got moved to Baton Rouge because of flooding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, after that, be like I have to go across the SEC to play this game. I don't want to play at LSU. Um, yeah, two and four. He just calls it quits. Yeah. Thoughts? I, again, like I, I feel like it's a little like selfish but then also like if you're the old ball coach if you're steve spurrier might as well just do whatever the hell you want you know yeah and i think he saw like this is going to be a a losing season mm-hmm. and i'm going to basically um go out with four and eight i kind of just don't want to go that way so uh it, it you know you would think maybe that kind of reinvigorates the team get some new voices it did not they beat yeah. vandy uh, under the leadership of Sean Elliott, and then they lost their last five games, and they right. end three and nine. And now you're basically um, marketing yourself as a a struggling program, because if you do the math, the last two years you are ten and fifteen, right? And that and it, that is not great. And meanwhile, 2015, Clemson is here, right? And uh, I don't think Clemson wins in 2015. I think it was Alabama. Um, might have been Clemson. Either way, what uh, recruiting advantage Carolina had over mm-hmm. Clemson is gone mm-hmm. because Clemson is now the program on the ups, mm-hmm. uh, and you're kind of in trouble. And I think they make a pretty bad hire. You do? Yeah, I do. So tell me about um, Will Muschamp. Well, the, he was at Texas, defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, who was named Coach and Waiting, and he got the opening in Florida, and he's like, I'm going there. So he was coach and waiting at Texas? At Texas. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. think I knew that. Yeah. So he, and then he goes to Florida mm-hmm. and does not do well. Right. Another part of the decade. Uh, he, of course, he came in there after Urban Meyer. That was not going to be easy. Right. Because um, Will Muschamp is defense first and Urban Meyer is not. So it just didn't fit, didn't flow. I'm just surprised he got the job. And I feel like if you're South Carolina, you spent the good part of four to five years better than Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were there. And mm-hmm. now you're basically saying the coach that failed there is now going to be the one that we hire. I just think they could have gone bigger. Mm-hmm. And that, again, is like having to go about a year longer than they should have with Spurrier. Uh, and, you know. You feel I, like nobody wanted it. Like they yeah, didn't I mean, have it's, a, a, it's, a good like pool to It's going to be a harder job now. And, I mean, you're in a position in the SEC that if you go if you go seven and five every year, mm-hmm. you know, South Carolina, I mean, they don't win national championships, but they they spent three years going eleven and two. So this is my question to you, as a especially as a Kentucky fan, what is the difference between the South Carolina football program and the Kentucky football program? The Kentucky football program, like notably being what the the best football job in the country, right? Because right. you're in the SEC, you got this great loyal fan base who's really happy with like a nine ten win season. Oh yeah, you know, like how like that's a good like that's a good job. Yeah, why I don't get that sense with South Carolina. Well, I think from the fan angle, I mean, the really from the Kentucky perspective, you have basketball Mm. and you know, football second, if football can just be entertaining. Mm -hmm. Now, even when you had in the late nineties and early two thousands, when Kentucky was max winning seven games in a season, they were very entertaining to watch. Mm -hmm. And for Kentucky fan, that's all you need because you know, basketball is going to be there. Mm -hmm. You're South Carolina. You don't have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the men's basketball team in South Carolina is not one to ride home about. And, you know, culturally, football is king mm-hmm. in South Carolina. So I think there's a, like, you know that historically, for whatever reason, you've not been good. But now you get a little taste of that. Then I think that you're like, well, why can't we do that? Right. You know, why can't we? Well, you got to have a great coach. Right. Spurrier is a great coach. Um, he's one of the best in SEC history. So I think that 
for South Carolina, they had Lou Holtz, they had Steve Spurrier. That's two Hall of Fame coaches in a row who had great success at Carolina. Why can't it be done? So Because you've seen it. And that's, you know, the other thing I was thinking, too, is, you know, your point was really good. And honestly, when I was doing a lot of research for this, I kept going back to Missouri, you know, because I kind of got the same vibes from Missouri. It's like we had those Gary Pinkle years where we were in it. And it's like almost like we're not satisfied unless we're there because we've had that taste. Yeah. And a lot of these other programs, maybe like a Kentucky or a Vanderbilt, you know, like we're good. Like we that's not us. We're cool with that. That's just we got basketball. We got smart stuff i don't know <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what Manny is doing. but the other thing that i feel like south carolina has that is different than like the kentucky program um or maybe even a maybe a missouri or vanderbilt program is they have two huge schools like an hour or two away from them clemson and georgia right they play them every year and it's right. always a thing and obviously the georgia one is complicated but you know like you're always going to and maybe it's a recruiting thing too you're always going to be compared to them well clemson that's just the last five or six year phenomenon i mean clemson what clemson is now is what florida state was in the 90s I yeah mean, that's the acc power um so that's made this job a lot harder mm-hmm. is because Every year now, you have to play not only Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, uh, good team from the West, mm-hmm. but you also have to play Clemson. I mean, they had a year a couple years ago where they played Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia all in one year, mm-hmm. and Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably four losses right there. You're already starting eight and four. That's the best you can do. Maybe with Georgia. You yeah. never know. And I think that 20... 20- Who's their cross-team rival? Cross-division rival? It's... Uh... Is it A&M? A&M? It's That's A&M. what I thought. The pole bowl. Now, uh, the pole bowl. We That's just the said pole that. Bowl. Yeah. Which now is might be an interesting game, you know? Like, because no, A&M, well, A&M is on A&M a... is v- is top 10 in the country right well i mean so. that, that's what i'm saying yeah it's like now that's a so i mean theoretically you could be playing a&m alabama florida georgia clemson all in the same year mm-hmm. and then we're going to see in 2019 they couldn't even beat appalachian state right so i mean you have no margin for error right now five ten years from now things change right mm-hmm. it's all cyclical alabama could will dip when mm-hmm. saban leaves mm-hmm. georgia We'll see, right? I mm-hmm. mean, Florida's, you never know what Florida the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's just a very tough job right now. I think that they, they had a window where they were so solid, so good for three years, and they didn't make the move they needed to make. And that was on Spurrier. Mm-hmm. But that's also maybe in the, the athletic director's office, right. too, of saying, listen, like, we can't. We have no margin for error as a program. We can't afford to linger, right? Mm-hmm. We got to be looking two, three years ahead today so that we can keep our spot. And uh, like a Jadavion Clowney is not going to go to South Carolina, mm-hmm. right? He's, it's uh, like now, right? He's not going to mm-hmm. go to to play for South Carolina now. So they got a lot of they got a lot of ground to cover. And I don't think they. I really don't think they can get back to where they were. With Dabo still at Clemson. Yeah, I think that's going to hold them back. Well, it's a loss. I mean, it's just automatic loss on their schedule. And, you know, that has an impact if they go to the SEC title game. But with Kirby and Dabo, it's hard for them to carve out any space. Right, yeah. And that was my point, too. Right, you have the three there or the two there. It's going to be hard to get there. So just kind of a quick run through of the next three years. You go six and seven uh, first year with Muschamp. Which is fine. Right. Very much a rebuilding year. It's it's fine. And they lost four of their first six games that year. So they start two and four and then they beat Tennessee ranked 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was in the Butch Jones era. Uh-huh. I was um, like, why were they ranked 18th? Yeah, well, it was in the, the, the climax of Butch Jones time. But they get bowl eligible basically with that win. I think it's a great first year. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, they went 3-9 the year before. They still have talent on the, the team. Muschamp has brought in more defensive mind first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a good first year. And their second year was great. 9-4. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and they benefited that year because Florida was way down. Right. I mean, Florida went 4-8 and eight that year. Uh, they only played two ranked teams the whole year. Mm-hmm. Now they played Georgia and Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they beat the, the teams that they should have. They lost to Kentucky. But and the, A&M, yeah. It, but A&M, I mean, the pole bowl. But, right? they, but they go to the Outback Bowl, right. beat Michigan. Uh-huh. You know, 9-4. and four. So these two first seasons for Muschamp is the exact same record as Spurrier's first two seasons. Interesting. So that's why, let's look to 2018. I mean, 2019. 
Wait, oh, yeah, no, no, 2018. Sorry, yeah. I skipped a year. So let's work to 2018, and this is where he is not. Muschamp is not Spurrier. Because this season should have been better. He was going up. The first two seasons were good. But this, I, I think this is the season that was his demise. Yeah, but, I mean. Not even the 4 and 18. I mean, they, next year. But here's the thing. Their schedule. That year, 2018, they beat all the non-ranked teams. Yeah, you got to beat a ranked team, though. Well, yeah, but... You can beat a number 22 A&M and a number 17 Kentucky. How dare you? And a number 19 Florida. Like, you got to beat at least one of those. What were the scores there? Were any of them close? Uh, Texas A&M was 23-26. Florida was 31-35. So, two close games. Yeah. Kentucky game, if I recall, was not that close. And sure, what the hell? Go ahead and beat Georgia. Why not? (laughs) Because you do it every other year. Did they beat Georgia? No, they didn't. They lost 41-17. Oh, how's that feel? In South Carolina. How's that feel? But, you know, they end that season going to the Belk Bowl and yeah, losing bad. to Virginia 28 to nothing. Yeah, shut out. And I think that, that really, you know, bowl games, I think a lot of people like to say, oh, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. I think they did. I think they really matter for momentum for these mid-level teams. Mm-hmm. I think if, you know, Oklahoma loses the Sugar Bowl, who cares? Right. You know, Oklahoma's going to be back, right? If Georgia loses the Peach Bowl, the Cincinnati um, was that last year? I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. Georgia's mm-hmm. going to be fine next year. If you're South Carolina, if you beat an ACC team in the Belk Bowl, that's like, that's good. I mean, yeah. that's a nice non-conference Especially if win. you're a coach that is still building on and momentum. And it helps with recruiting. because. Yeah. And I know just, again, going back from the Kentucky perspective, we really leaned on our teams tonight. But, like, Kentucky's won three straight bowl games. Mm-hmm. It'd be Penn State, Virginia Tech, NC State. Three quality uh in the case of penn state a great program three quality non-conference bowl wins to get you hyped and ready to go into the offseason so i think that does make a big difference i mean we can say this in hindsight right mm-hmm. because we know what happens in 2019 and it ain't good right for south carolina right so like going going off that loss um that belt bowl loss to virginia like really bad loss you go into 20 uh 2019 and you play another ACC school UNC at the Battle of the Carolinas yeah and I think that's uh North Carolina is actually Mac Brown uh old Texas coach they've become a really good program Mm -hmm. top 15 in the country consistently they're not quite there Mm -hmm. at this point but uh it's not a good loss it's not a terrible loss, but it's not like it was kind of close. It was like twenty four twenty. Right, you kind of need to you need that one going in the right direction. They don't get it, you know. And a lot of times those first games, just like Ben was saying about the last bowl game, you know, like that. Sometimes that really is impactful for how you're going to view your season, um, especially if those like those kickoff games. Yeah. So, I mean, this season is just like they lose to a number two Alabama, an unranked Missouri, unranked Tennessee. Unranked A and M, a uh, ranked Florida. Um, they beat Kentucky. Can you believe it? They beat Kentucky. That's the story of this season: is that they beat Kentucky. I think there's another game you're missing. And to be fair, Kentucky didn't have a quarterback that game. <laughs> they were all hurt. Uh, I think there was a game they went into yeah, Athens. So this is the one that Ben made me just watch. They beat a number three Florida, Georgia, like literally in two overtimes. Like literally, the only notes I have for this season is beat Georgia. Why? Why? <laughs> like, it's well, so I, I, let me tell frustrating you, as a Georgia fan, they scored more points than Georgia in the game. I think that's why they won. Uh, yeah, it's just not great. Four and eight, um, miss a bowl. It, it, the momentum is, you know, you've gone from nine wins to seven wins to four wins. And this is where you have to question, like, is is Muschamp the, the answer? Is he going to be the way that um, the program moves forward? Spoiler alert, the answer is no. But we'll get to that in, in 2020. And this year, too, like, it, they had, you know, they always had come out with who has the toughest schedule in the country, and they did. Yes. This was the year they had the toughest schedule in the yes. country. Still, you need you need some of those wins, those key wins. Well, you beat Carolina and Appalachian State. I mean, you, you right. make a bowl game. Right. Or Missouri. Right. Right. Right, you need one of those. And a lot of people thought they beat, if you look at that season, they beat Georgia, and there was, like, I think that was their, was that their last win? No, they beat Vanderbilt. Oh, well, okay. 
But besides that, I mean, but besides that, yeah. you think you'd be dead. That can be a turnaround, but they go in to really struggle the rest of the year. So yeah, yeah. It, it's tough. All right. Let's, uh, let's think about some superlatives real quick. Uh, best moment for Alabama in the decade. For Alabama in the decade? Well, there's so many for Alabama. We don't have time for that. <laughs> so let's go with the wonder, best moment for South Carolina, which might is. involve something to do with Alabama. I don't want to say it does. What do you got? I mean, I have I have one of three. I mean, the Alabama win, like we talked about with the Oklahoma win with Missouri, which you made fun of me because I didn't really understand or know much about that. This one is one that you talk about for a decade is them beating Alabama in 2010. Right. So I feel like you got to put that one at the top. I am going to say the best moment was the, uh, the, the, aforesaid hit by Jadavion Clowney and the oh, to this classic that, everyone that, that knows everyone that knows one. about that one uh I'm also going to say the uh massacre over Georgia in 2012 where they host game day yeah in uh in Columbia I, I mean, had that one and the number five Mizzou win in 2013 I think Alabama I think the Alabama win obviously that's special because they're number one but I think that's like Spurrier at the height of his powers 2012 game day mm-hmm. beating number five Georgia at home by 38 points I think that's uh, that's Spurrier at the the, the apex in mm-hmm. Columbia. So. so speaking of worst moments, what was the worst moment for South Carolina? So that was my worst moment for my life. Was the wow, George- you must have had a <laughs> dang. Let's get some uh, let's get some perspective here. Okay, okay. <laughs> that came out a little more depressing than okay. I wanted it to. All right, worst moment. I'm going to go the loss to Appalachian State. Mm. I think it's just – now, App State has developed a good program. I think Drinkowitz is probably the coach at Appalachian State at that point. This is a good program, um, but I think it's like – I think the Muschamp era is ending already, but I think that that is like, eh, you know, we're back into apathy. Uh, 2017 momentum is gone. I really, I, you know, I, I thought about putting something with Spurrier, like not retire, like retiring in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Is that what you put? Mm-mm. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like that's still like, there's so much appreciation that you'll have for Spurrier. I don't know if you can put that. So I'm going to say upstate. What about you? Yeah. And I think you can't put that because there's a lot of stuff that led to that. And that's what I was kind of going on is that loss to A&M in 2014, starting off the season with that first game, they were yeah. number nine going in. They losing that game, they broke an 18 18 game home winning streak. Oh, wow. Okay. So that really, in my mind, was like the straw that broke, and now we're crumbling. Okay. I don't know if that's the right metaphor. What part of the camel did it break? <laughs> I didn't mention a camel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't, did you? No, I didn't. It was just a straw. <laughs> just a straw. Is uh, that like hay? Or is that like... I don't know. Don't ask about my metaphor. Just go with it. That's going to make good audio. That All be. right. Let's talk about rivals. Uh, what's your top rival? You know, I, 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 I kind of bounced around a little bit. Because I think kind of like what we were saying at the beginning, where you feel like South Carolina is this marker team. You know, this like, you got to beat South Carolina. I kind of had, and maybe this also might just be our bias because we have talked about our home teams, you know, or at least the ones that we've been following closest for the our lifetime. You know, like, is it like I, as a Georgia fan, I don't, I can't call them as my rival, but I know that they are always there and they are always a thing just like that a, we need to think about. Just like a a hurting tooth or something. Yes. It's just, so like, I don't know if you call that a rival or like, well, this is from South Carolina's perspective. Right. And I think maybe they might see George as a rival and looking at the record, maybe, maybe that is the case. Right. But also I put UK, you know, like I think it's important for like a, a program like UK or even Vanderbilt to be able to look at South Carolina and be like, if we can beat them this year, then we're like, that's a good marker of where we can go from there. Yeah. You know, like we at least got to beat South Carolina. Yeah. That's kind of depressing to have your rival to say we have to beat them and then we can. I feel like your rivalry. <laughs> well, look out. Excuse me. Uh, I think your rival has to be someone you get motivated for. I don't, I don't I know, think South who, Carolina cares about Kentucky. Okay, so... I don't think they care about Vandy. That's probably I true. think they so care... Let's, let's so let's, let's say Georgia Clemson, even though I don't like... I don't think that they are in the same 
talk as they as them and maybe no but they're not they're the program is not on the same level as georgia but that doesn't mean that they that they aren't their top rival i mean it's kind of like a kentucky you know saying that tennessee is your top rival yes or it's like tennessee's gonna be like no 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 we're looking at or it's like historically like texas a&m said hey texas is our top rival." right you know so i i the you i think i've said before I, i i want my rival to regard us as the top one as well right were you about to sneeze there? Yeah. You're, you're like Sorry. leaning back going, ah, <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Um, but so. So who'd you put? Uh, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. I just think it's. Uh, but I don't know any Georgia fan that would be like South Carolina is our biggest rival. I think maybe if you live in Augusta, it could be. I don't know. You're just, I mean, if you'd you're have Augusta, to have, you're like two hours from uh, St. Simons, which is Florida, Georgia, Florida land. So. Yes, but you're also probably two hours from Columbia. <laughs> So, right. I but I mean, just like culturally, because that's what we're talking about, right? I think, sure. I mean, I think Georgia looks south and west more than it looks northeast. Sure. Okay. Whatever um, that means. So, so 2020, we had our COVID season and um, uh, Muschamp's still here, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me how Muschamp did. Well, two losses to ranked teams to start the year, mm-hmm. losing to Tennessee. Close loss at home. Uh and then they lose at Florida uh, fairly convincingly. Um, but then it, it turns around. Win over Vandy. And then a win over a number 14 Auburn at home. And you're like 2-2. Two and two. Okay. Like if in this COVID-10 game SEC schedule, you get the five wins, it's a phenomenal year. Right. Uh, they don't win another game. Right. <laughs> and uh, Muschamp, if my memory serves, uh, is fired after the Ole Miss game. It's after the Bobo Coaches the last three games. Yeah. So is that right? Okay. Yep. So they, they lose to LSU by 28. They lose to Texas A&M by 45. And then they lose it. It was a fun game, as the Lane Kiffin Ole Miss teams usually are. They lose 59-42 uh, at Ole Miss. Uh, but there you're 2-5, and five and it's time to wash your hands of Muschamp. And I think, you know, they probably – I mean, obviously, it doesn't improve as the season goes out. They, they lose a close one to Missouri, and then they get whooped by Georgia and Kentucky to, to end the season. It's it's kind of a low point, honestly. I don't I don't know if this is a lower point than post Spurrier. I get the feel it is. Uh, I don't. I think that that Spurrier did not leave the covered bear but I think this is not looking great. Yeah, uh, and I really think it's you know it's. Like we talked about with Missouri, you have that kind of like, I am cream of the crop. I am up there. I'm 11 and two, 11 and one season. It's, it's hard to be satisfied with anything but that. And that was not long ago. And we still want that. Yeah. And they're long, they're a long way from that. And they're a long way from that. So they hire Shane Beamer, Mm -hmm. who is uh, the son of Virginia Tech's longtime coach, Frank Beamer. Um, I think that, it was a decent hire. I think that, of course, South Carolina has done before where they go get the old person, mm-hmm. and it's worked great. Yeah. Right? So They got my, the son of an old person. They did. <laughs> That's true. So maybe we maybe can get a little fairy dust. a little bit. Yeah. Did you know, and I didn't know this, that Shane Beamer was um, on Spurrier's staff. For at South Carolina. At yes, South Carolina from yeah. 20, 2007 to 2010. Yeah. So I wonder if that is kind of too. It's like, okay, maybe we can get some like Frank Beamer vibe, like DNA, and then we can also get like some dust from Spurrier. Lots of hand gestures going on with yes, this little magical and maybe formula like and potion. We can go like, when we got Shane Beamer, and maybe he can be magic for us. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I looked at their schedule. There is a world in which they could start 6 and 1. Really? Yeah. Uh and the Georgia games in there, but the rest Did of the games Did you have them losing or winning to Georgia? I mean, they're going to beat Georgia. I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> yeah. Uh but like I had them in this case losing to Georgia. Yeah. Uh but they could start 6 and 1. Mm-hmm. Um which would be a really good start for a first year coach. Oh, be phenomenal. If yes. they if they win 6 games this year, it's a success. Mm-hmm. Uh their November schedule is rough. Florida, Missouri, Auburn, Clemson. Yeah. So good luck. Uh, yeah, I think if they make a bowl game, it is a it is a win of all wins. Um, and I think if you're a South Carolina fan, I think you've got to you've got to kind of expect for four and eight. I think that would be my guess. Um, I don't, I'm not sure they play non conference outside of um, Clemson. Troy. 
Okay, Troy. East Carolina. Eh, okay. Eastern Illinois. Okay, well, there's, you know, East Carolina sometimes is good. Troy mm-hmm. is always decent for a Sun Belt, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Eastern Illinois, uh, that's got to be a win. So if you win three, th- win th- really your baseline is four and eight. You win those three games. You're not beating Clemson. Uh, beat Vandy. And then figure out a way to beat Kentucky or Missouri or Tennessee. Get two of those three. There's your six wins. Uh, of course, they play AM, who's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Pole Bowl. Who else do they got in the. Uh, that's going to catch on, by the way. It's not. I think it's going to make we it. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. Okay. Well, I don't know if the we is really in this of we're going to make it no, happen. No, we're going to make it happen. Who else do they play? What is the schedule saying? It's from the West. Uh, Missouri East, uh, Auburn. Auburn, okay. Oh, that's right. They play them in November. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I think if you get six wins, I think it's a good, yeah. it's a good stretch. All right, South Carolina. See you later. <laughs> You're ready to say bye. The I feel moment like we started. I've had a really negative attitude. You've had a negative attitude. I'm sorry. There's no feel like to it. You're like, oh, well, get ready. It's because you're like making like I have a very I have the memory of a goldfish, as Ted Lasso would say, oh, about like a lot it. of these um, the past decade, which is why we're doing this, so I can remember what's been going on with these teams. But remember. sometimes remembering traumas is a painful process. Well, Georgia so football is full of those traumas, yes, isn't it? Yes, so y'all just work with me. Be patient. I'm, I'm working through this. I will try to be less negative next week or next time well, there's we gonna talk be, about. There's going to be a lot of excitement for next time, and we're going to have to stay awake because we're headed to Nashville. That's to right. Anchor down, baby. Anchor down. Talking we're going to, to Vanderbilt, which I think actually I do have some some sad memories. You know, here's, <laughs> so. here's kind of the wild thing about the East is that in 2012, you know how the three best teams – well, mm-hmm. no, like 12, 13, 11, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Like three of the four best teams, I think, were South Carolina, Missouri, and Vandy. Right. It's wild. It was wild. And then Vandy has become Vandy they, again. So, right. but we'll get into that then. Hey, look, guess what? We went 50 minutes oh again. Oh my gosh, we're good. <laughs> tale as old as time. Right. Song as old as rhyme. You, me, and the SEC. <laughs> that was pretty good. I kind of ended a different way. Did you like it? I did. Uh, just did. as good as Pole Bowl. Mm, we'll see. Okay, I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been You, Me, and the SEC. Bye.